Welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast, and welcome to the first few days of December, believe it or not. We've made it to the last month of this year, but I'm Angie Wysocki, and I'm joined by Lisa Thompson today, and we're going to have a conversation that is really fun and funny and hopefully will encourage you and inspire you towards some fun. But first, I just want to check in and say... Happy week after Thanksgiving. We haven't chatted really since Thanksgiving break, but how was your family time? Oh my goodness. Happy week after Thanksgiving too, Angie. Love seeing you. <laughs> I don't think face. that's like an official thing that you say to people, but I'm just making it. Just trying making just try, it so. Just trying to make every day an important day. That's what we're <laughs> trying to do. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. I had a full house. My kids were all able to be home, spent the majority of the day cooking, which I love to do. We've got, we've got an eating family, so it's a real fun crew to cook for. Um, but, uh, just a couple thoughts I had post Thanksgiving was, I don't know about you, but I think that's one, a meal that I can only have once a year. Like just the (laughs) thought of having that next week, I just can't do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's special. A one, it's a once a year thing. So <laughs> once a year meal. And then the second thing is we all decided that leftovers the second day are always better than the initial meal. So that was a, an, a unanimous totally. decision. But, um, you know, we, this year I was with my mom and we went out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving, which was super great and fun. And, um, but we both were saying we thought the biggest bummer of not cooking a Thanksgiving meal is that you don't have the leftovers. <laughs> now we're three days into leftovers and I'm done. <laughs> so I just need to get some from your house. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> get some wilted green beans for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. I'll I'll door dash it if you door dash. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a great week, and hopefully those of you listening had a good Thanksgiving as well, although I'm sure maybe it looked a little different than years past. But we're excited today uh, to talk to two sisters um, who are a ton of fun. Lisa and I get to be on staff with one of them, Missy, and um, we get to plan some programs and stuff with her and just love working with her. But she and her sister both are uniquely gifted in Uh, just the area of comedy and fun and bringing that to life in a ministry setting. And so we wanted to catch up with them today um, and just hear more about that and get their thoughts on this season. So hope you enjoy our conversation with Missy and Dory. Well, today is a special day because it's not every day that we get to have sisters on the podcast. And I'm so cheesy. It makes me think of um, the White Christmas song, you know. Sisters. Sisters, yep. I think we know different words, but that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) But today we have Missy and Dory joining us. They're sisters and there's so much more, but let me introduce them to you and then you will hear so much more uh, from them in this conversation. But Missy is a wife, a mother of four awesome kids who I know and love them. Uh, She's an author, children's pastor, script writer, motivational speaker. And the thing that I love the most is Missy uses drama and illustrations to bring like wonderful, powerful messages to life. Um, She has the best ability to make uh, an audience laugh or cry or be inspired um, while thinking about their own life. And as she's open and shares her own struggles, and some embarrassing moments. So, Yay. Missy, I like that. Yay. Keep going. Just keep talking about. Well, 
Right. I know that's what you wrote, right? For me to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. That might have been really well read. Yeah. It? Okay. Great. You can pay me later. Can you write my bio, Missy? I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dory is also amazing and sister to Missy. Um, is a comedian, storyteller, joy bringer. Ooh. And I love this. Who believes that caffeine is keeping you alive? Popcorn <laughs> should be its own food group. And dry cleaning saves marriages. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, Love dry cleaning. Plates. Paper plates save marriages too. Just saying. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dory's been, you've been speaking and performing comedy stand up since 2006. Is that right? Yes. That is awesome. Um, and you get to travel with the comedian Michael Jr., Sisters United, and the carpool line for two different schools. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Impressive. I know. No, I love it. It's so great. Okay. So my first question for you guys is as this is a sister's question, how are you as sisters most alike and how are you most different? Would you say? Uh, I'm going to go with one. We're really short. We're all short. Um, (laughs) So that's where we're a lot alike. And, you know, a lot of people always tell us that we look alike. Our eyes are very similar. So yes. We never believe people like we, we get it said all the time. Even our own husbands are like, whoa, you guys got to wear different clothes or something because you guys look too much alike. But one time we didn't believe anybody. And then we did one of those um, makeover. You ever do like one of those makeover things? You take, you insert your picture and then you add a different hairstyle. And then we printed them and we couldn't figure out whose was who. Wow. Okay. We definitely look pretty awesome. Yeah. So we look (laughs) a lot alike, but, um, we're also, we are all, we have another sister that, you know, didn't make the cut today. So it's just (laughs) me and Dory, but Sandy, my sister, we're all of us are accident prone. So, um, we all have left feet. Basically, I think it is two left feet, but we actually, Dory, tell them about what we, we experienced growing up, but no one else did until you knew in college, we found this out. I didn't know. Like, okay, my mom had a ambulance club card and it was like, like a frequent flyer card for ambulance rides. And I thought everyone had one. Like I thought you have an insurance card and then you have an ambulance club card. And I was at college and I, someone got hurt. I said, well, why don't you just use your ambulance club card? And everyone was just like, that what? what is that so my mom used it as an uber service really what it was oh my <laughs> gosh was it like take five rides get one free or something yes. like that kind of like well this is for instance this is a funny story if you don't mind me sharing um <laughs> dory and i we wouldn't just get hurt separate so we sometimes together would get hurt with a situation so like one time we had uh, the neighborhood got, we always had one toy for the whole neighborhood, right? So there, one of our friends got this 10 speed bike and we didn't know how to ride it because it was new and Dory and I are competitive. So we were like, I'm going to race you. You get on the bike, I'll race you down this steep hill. And so Dory gets on this bike. She realizes as she gets on, I, where are the brakes? So we start going down, but she didn't try it out first. That's how sisters do it. We just go, I'm going to go. And so I was in front of her winning, by the way, um, and there was a car that was coming down the hill and a car coming out of the driveway the exact same time. So there was, she had to pick one object to hit 
And so she decided, I'm just going to plow into Missy with the bike. And so, but right before, she discovers there's these handles on the front. So she pushes the right hand and the bike flips over because she did the front wheel flips over and the back of the tire hits me in the head. Corey flies and we literally skid on the ground together and we knocked ourselves out. So there was one ambulance that came out and picked us both up at the same time. Oh my goodness and that, that was just a few weeks ago or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I hope not but that's what my mom had to deal with with us all the time so oh, it was a- there was one there was- year that we're in every single emergency room bed the whole like we knew we were like oh that was the time <laughs> you were in that one last time like <laughs> it, so- it was insane Broken bones or more kind of the cuts and bruises it's and the, cuts, the bruises, the staples, those kind of, of stitches. Things. Stitches. Like we always said, don't ever shave our heads because yeah. we see a lot of trauma <laughs> up there. But maybe that's what makes us so funny, you know? God knew. It really explains a lot as I watch <laughs> you with your boys. <laughs> Dory, I haven't met your kids. I'm sure they're awesome. They're yeah. so great. <laughs> but we were literally last week. Uh, I was at a video shoot with Missy and her family. We were doing something else. And um, I think Davis was yes. like on a skateboard with his helmet on, just like going down the road, like using his hands. And there's like a, a car turning in or something. And all the adults were like, huh, I don't think this is going to work out. And it was really Jada, his sister, <laughs> who was like, hey, like yelled at him. I'm like, oh, we said, we said we have insurance for this very reason. You we have an ambulance <laughs> club card. So you're yeah, fine. Exactly. But so. we're that's probably the only thing that we had in common growing up was was that we were accident prone because everything else was like polar opposite. Like she was I was all into Barbies, like mm-hmm. all the, you know, girly. I've I've been always very girly and Missy would like like Sharpie girly. mustaches on them. <laughs> and Sharpie you Sharpie cut their hair. <laughs> yes. And I was just, yeah, she was just very athletic, very tomboy. Like she'd never want to wear a dress. Like that was like the worst punishment you could give Missy is to say she had to wear a dress somewhere. And like we recently found a picture and she was wearing a t-shirt and it said, don't get caught dead without Jesus. And there was a <laughs> cartoon dead guy on there. With a gum on the bottom of the shoe. And I go, she sends it to me and I was like, I was always wondering why the boys were not calling my house. And then I saw a picture like that and I go, that explains it. I was wearing fluorescent pink shorts with a cartoon shirt. Don't be caught dead without Jesus. Um, Okay. So besides all of the ambulance rides your mom was calling, I mean, I'd never heard about that ambulance cart idea, but gosh, there's probably, that's a a great idea. I wish I had that for my kids. What other things about your home did you love? And even things that you've copied and wanted to live out with your own kids in your own homes? I think we were laughing about just thinking about our childhood of we were always ready to perform in our household. So we always, it was like show like Dory, tell them about the time we came home from school one day and what oh happened. Oh my gosh. My mom, hilarious. She, we walk in and my mom has says girls, I have choreographed a dance for us. And we just like, three of us are like, drop our backpacks. And we're like, we're doing yeah. this right now. Like we are going to learn this dance. And it was like, no questions were asked. Like, why are we going to learn a dance? 
But then it was like our go-to, like every time someone came over, we had to do this dance for everyone. So was, like, if you need to look up the song in case you want to learn uh, something <laughs> with your family, it's called Straight Ahead by Denise Williams. Just look it up. Classic. It's a catchy yes. tune. Just know that that was the song we all performed. But our whole life was like that. We always, my parents built us a puppet stage that was downstairs that we could perform in. We were pretty much the original YouTubers, if we may say, because well, we, yeah. Because oh yeah, my grandfather ended up giving us one of the first ever video cameras ever made because it had to be connected to the TV. So I don't know what use it had besides what we were doing with it, but um, we learned how to use it ourselves. And then we were filming Barbies, like we did Barbie news, we did um, commercial Music videos. Commercial. Yes, <laughs> music videos. Radio station, we did radio shows. We like, we just made all this stuff with different, I don't know why, we were like always being like producing it, things. Like there was always an audience. But I think these standing so, was part of that. You're always part of it. But, okay. but the thing is, I think going back on what, what we grew up doing, it was a no board mentality. You were never allowed to be bored because your creativity was way too amazing. You know, as kids, you have too much creativity to waste it. So I think that's something I know we've implemented in our world is we say when the kids say they're bored, it's a big deal. I'm like, okay, I'll teach you how to be bored. Like, you know, I'll take away all your stuff and we'll, we'll make you an honest kid, you know, but I think it's important. What we've taken in is that we just really try to be super creative with the kids, um, try to share some joy on social media as well. Um, making videos like we used to do as a kid, but I've implemented that a lot with my kids of what we did growing up. Um, if you've ever seen Missy's YouTube channel, you know, um, or just even her Facebook, it's like every day is something I don't know what to expect from her. Like something they're doing something crazy over there. And well, and I've lived through a lot of it, like just visiting them. Sometimes she'll just be like, I mean, like there's no thought, like there's no like, like prep. It's just like, hey, I have this crazy idea. Let's go do it right now. And I'm as <laughs> kills me. I, I love it. We ruined my children too. Cause nothing's abnormal. Like the other day, Angie, when we were at that shoot, we're all wearing pajamas and Davis doesn't ask questions. We were out in public. He's wearing pajamas and, or costume out in our front yard. And no one's like, is this normal? And I'm scared that when they get to college that they'll realize that we we've ruined them and there might be therapy that needs to be involved, but that's all good. You know, that's hilarious. You see some of your genetics in any of your kids who have that propensity for acting and creativity. I mean, obviously they're part of everything you and Jody do, but are you too? I, I think physically I'm an incubator for my husband's kids. They all look like Jody, but um, they all, Davis is the most like me growing up. My mom's like, yes. hey, he's your kid without pigtails. And then Jade is the most outgoing, um, but she's sweet so I don't know where that came from <laughs> but yeah they all like to act all of them so that Love it. yeah so yeah. how did you I mean both of you now as adults and in your profession you have I think you've bridged this awesome gap of heart and truth and ministry and even just Jesus helping people find the church with laughter and fun and joy and it sounds like that you brought that from your childhood and that's just a part of who you are. How did you kind of, what was that journey like to end up to a place where now you're like, no, this is something, this is part of who I am and part of my passion. how did you discover you had something to offer in that way? 
Oh, good question. Um, let me start. Um, you know, I, I get asked that a lot because com- like being a comedian, it's kind of an interesting like, oh, how'd you get into that? You know, how do you know you're you know, even going to do that? And I didn't know like that wasn't like I didn't grow up like I want to become a comedian one day. I was at a women's retreat and I was kind of praying about some things and I felt like the Lord was um, kind of saying, hey, when are you going to start doing some speaking? Like and I thought, you know, I can't just walk up on the stage, Lord. I'm not sure, you know, how you start doing that. And he I felt answered me in just saying, you know, say yes. The next thing that you're asked to do, just say yes. And I'm like, all right. And I thought I'm off the hook because no one is going to ask me to do any kind of speaking right now. Um, and so, the, but the next morning at the same retreat, um, a lady, our women's director came up to me and she said, Dory, I heard you had all the women up laughing last night. I want you to be our entertainment speaker at our next women's conference. And I was like, what is an entertainment speaker? I mean, I had no idea what she was talking about. And I said, I'll pray about it, which means no. Okay. In (laughs) Christian lingo. And then I was like on the way home and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my yes. I was supposed to say yes. So I called her back and I said, I don't even know what this is, but I say yes. And honestly, I, God has just really led it from there. Like I ended up doing the conference and just kind of walking in faith in that. And then it went well because if it went terrible, God knew I would never do it again. <laughs> and so it just from then on has been something I've been able to do. So I've been really blessed by that and enjoy That's it a lot. Awesome, Dory. My I think my experience was a little different. I had um I was never a, they call it street smart. I'm street smart, I'm not book smart. So school was always an issue, but really it it actually bled over to every book. And that was the Bible for me. And so I had a really hard time understanding the Bible, grasping it. And I remember when I was around eight years old, our, some um, a ministry came through our church and they had done a presentation with drama and acting. And it was all modern day. It wasn't like the whole Bible costumes. And it was just, it made me, it made me click where I went, oh, that's okay. Now I get it. And I remember being that young saying, that's what I want to do is bring the Bible to life in a creative way. And there's God, I think he's a God of humor too. I mean, he's, he's let me reproduce. I mean, let's just say that. Um, so he's, he has a sense of humor. And I really think that, you know, in ministry and in life, that's such a huge part is making people have joy and bringing, you know, love God, love people. And the way I like to do that is through making people smile or laugh or just to break some walls down. But, um, you know, Dory and I, a couple years ago, she's like, I'm like, I like you and you like me and we work well together. Why don't we start this Sisters United ministry where we do comedy, we do stand up, we do sketch comedy, and then we speak and, and break it down the Bible in a creative way. And we started doing that. And that was kind of a cool thing for both of us to do probably about four years ago, we started doing like women's retreats and conferences and stuff. So um, that's kind of how we've warped over the years of, of working together and using comedy as, as part of that. Yeah. Have, have you found it challenging? You know, obviously this past year has been such a heavy season, a lot of suffering, a lot of hardship. Have you found it hard to, to, to live in from that space of, comedic relief and and that lightness when there's such a heavy season like how do you manage that um for yourself personally and your families but also for the people that you're trying to connect with there's got to be this tension I would think 
um, and how you navigate that? Oh, so many good questions. Um, I would say, if Missy, if you're okay if I start, I, I was just thinking that when I think when people see people that are kind of like funny or, you know, in our space, I think that they think that we are just um, always laughing and everything's fine, but really it's, we tend to be a little more emotional people and we have a, like high highs and low lows and we have to really be careful of that and just, you know, keep our perspective um, just even because it can get crazy if we don't, if we let it go. I, I know I can, I've failed many times this year. I definitely have not, did have not been like stellar this entire year, but I think that I really, the times that are, you know, that I've found the most peace and joy are the times that I really take um, just inventory of my perspective. And mm -hmm. I really say, Hey, you know, this is, you know, going on around me, but it doesn't have to be going on inside of me. And I think that like, we did like kind of a visual thing in our family. We have kind of a big chalkboard up and we said, Hey, let's write down anything good that's going on. Anything, you know, we kind of call it a blessing board, but I mean, we're just, we're not that spiritual. So I don't know why we called it that, but I, I, you know, I think that we just want to write down anything that's positive, anything that's going to give us any kind of hope, because really, you know, that's hope is what we have right now. And I think that that's, been key for us. That's right. And for me, I'm just like, get over it, kids. It could be work. No, you know, we were laughing because I was like, you can burn a hundred calories by laughing. I don't know if you know that. Um, for an hour <laughs> laughing, and then if you break it down all day, if you just giggle throughout the day, you can eat a candy bar at night and not feel like <laughs> you laughed it off. Um, but I, I think this, I think sometimes, you know, it's that saying, like, you know, you laugh or cry, um, you got to laugh or cry. But I think for me, I know our situation, we have four kids. I have one with special needs. There's days that you just want to cry and you just go, oh, my gosh, this is too much or I can't um, do this. And, and, and you have that choice. It's like perspective of going, I can laugh that there's crayon all over the wall or I can cry and make it a big deal. And I choose it's our ch what we choose. And I think a lot of times we choose the wrong thing because that's our natural response. But I think having to go, Hey, I'm not, I'm going to choose the right way. And I'm going to choose to have joy and laugh and still love my kid, even though there's a new artwork on my new couch um, that now <laughs> is on display. But yeah, so I think that is choosing joy in a situation always, you know, besides the calorie burned from laughing, why, is it important to, to keep laughing in a season like the one we're in? I think because you, you'll cry. <laughs> I think this is the 2020 year of the tears. Um, that's where, where I feel like I, some of us are homeschooling, which is a complete joke. And I've shared this before, but my kids are dumber every day that I've had them at home. Um, so I have to laugh through that because I know the school won't when they re-get them. Um, but I think, I think it's so important. You know, one time I was doing um, where I was just being silly and we did a skit a long time ago when we first started doing ministry together, Jody and I, and this guy came up to us afterwards and he was pretty stone faced the whole time and just did a little smile on the side that we thought, okay, we're kind of getting to him. Um, and he said, you know, I just want to let you know, like, I don't, really want Jesus right now, but I just needed to laugh. And sometimes just that alone is just sometimes people just need to smile and laugh through some of the hard 
hardship that's going through. Um, other than the burning the calories, I think it's important to laugh just because I think it changes your heart. You know, like what's the movie? The Grinch, his heart grew bigger. Yeah. Yes. Love that. <laughs> so our hearts get bigger. Hopefully our thighs won't, but our hearts. <laughs> I think you two should write a skit about just Jesus and the disciples and like what the behind the scenes laughter that took place. Like oh, what you're talking about. So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> From our heavenly father down, right? Laughter is medicine for the soul. So I good. Is. So we're, I mean, this, December starts this week, which is crazy, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, do you have any just like super practical, like family fun hacks for, you know, thinking of people listening that are like, I don't even know how to usher in the Christmas season. I don't know how to get us all to have some fun or to do something, or I don't know any things that you do in your house or just even like signs when you're like, okay, this, we've got to do this or flip this day around or. Well, Angie, I think our, I'm not sure if you're throwing a pitch for our Bayside Christmas special, but it kind of is to have at least <laughs> watch some joy in their homes, which is coming to you live soon. But um, no, I think for us, I, I think traditions are so important. Dory and I were talking about this earlier. Traditions are important. I think the kids need to see that normality, whether it's done differently, if it's done smaller, um, I think to me, and I've said this before too, is, is about sometimes the COVID is, is causing us to have no roles in the house, you know, getting creative in the house right now is allowing my kids to go crazy a little bit and do things that maybe I wouldn't normally do, whether it's a snowball fight as a family or, um, escape room by boxes that you guys order or a puzzle competition. I know Dory and I, our families compete all the time, um, with different fun things, but like whether you go caroling as a family, bring ginger, caroling back. <laughs> yes, bring caroling back. Um, yeah. Or you can do uh, what's it called? Gingerbread house competitions. Um, but I think honestly, even like Thanksgiving just passed, right? And it was hard to sometimes push yourself to do all the normal when it's just a smaller group. You're like, that sweet potato pie takes too long to make. But you're like, <laughs> I know the kids. Won't even eat it. Actually, the kids don't even eat that. It's always us adults. But I think keeping some normality right now is so important. Um, And, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Google fun ideas for families right now. Um, Go to Um, (laughs) knockknockjokes.com. I really I know. I mean, this isn't super unique, but I just feel like everything that you we've done in the past, like don't neglect those things. Like, I feel like people might be like, oh, it's such a, we don't want to make light of what's going on. It's like, no, the kids need that. Like Missy said, a normalcy. I think they need the traditions. They need the, you know, the movie marathons of the, you know, white Christmas, the, you know, it's a wonderful life elf. We need those things. Um, I need, you know, to bake cookies, even though I'm going to eat all of them. And I just, you know, I, it's, well, actually one year we, every year we do an elf themed Christmas party. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, but we make the paper chains, hang them all over the house. We make the weird spaghetti that he makes on the show and make us like try it. And we do those kind of like, and we usually have a big party with it, but this year we'll do it a little differently, but you know, it'd be fun to just 
you know, get in the spirit of Christmas and just enjoy the traditions that you have for your family. Don't, don't forget to do it. Bake the cookies Bake eat the, and eat the cookies. Eat the cookies. <laughs> can, can you help our listeners? And, and I know I struggle with this sometimes who feel guilty because their situation is far better than many around them. You know, it's really hard when your family's intact and your shelter in place is not that bad. And, you know, you, you definitely want to have that experience in December, but it's so hard when, you know, people are dealing with what they're dealing with around you with COVID and death and unemployment. And that's reality too. How do you, how do you do that? Cause I think a lot of people feel guilty to have that kind of fun that we're talking about. Well, one, I just went and posted on social media so other people don't see it. I'm just okay. joking. Um, but <laughs> in, some ways, in some ways, it's kind of true. You know, like it's hard because you want, for me, I like to keep archives of everything we've done. And that's why. But um, that's a good question, Lisa. I think right now, um, you know, we're all in different seasons of life. Right. And I think that's in general, not just COVID. This is, you know, there's seasons in life when you're 10 years ago that you've been going through a really hard time. You know, it's how do you get through those times and those seasons? Cause this isn't going to last forever. Um, I think the thing is, is keeping your, your eyes on the focus on what's good. You know, so many times we always go, Oh, this is so awful that's happening over here. And I just can't, I just can't do it. But really the truth is, is what you put your focus in is what you're going to put all your time and your thought and energy. in. Um, you know, my, my daughter going, de- dealing with some friends issues years ago, you know, I was like, Jada, why are you focusing on just that one person? Like, look at all your friends that you have, like right. let that one go and you can actually see all the other friends. But if you focus just on her, you're not even seeing what's the joys and the blessings around you. And I think if you're breathing, you should be able to get up every morning and, and make it and make, make that choice every day. I think it's a choice, right? right. I don't think I don't choose to laugh I, or I choose to laugh to when, instead of crying, you know, Right. I choose to have fun with my kids when sometimes I'm tired and don't want to. Right. Um, and I think right now we have a choice to make in this next holiday season to be happy, joyful, right. to bring joy to others and, and to receive it. Sometimes it's a season of receiving as well. And sometimes that's, right. I always say, you got to let people know when you're struggling. Um, so people can come around and bring some of that joyful spirit, right. you know, send the elf their way and, and do fun things. So and I think it's good to like, you know, like they say, dance in the rain, you know, like we can't just, you know, I don't think there should be guilt involved in like finding pockets of gratitude in this time and, and really showcasing them. I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with posting them on social media that there, there'll always be those, you know, people that are going to just look at your, your joy and be mad at it because they're not having the same joy, but it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's enough bad news out there that we can um, definitely counteract that with, you know, what good things and good news and, and hope. And I just think that that's something that's, you know, you know, people can look down on that, but that's their choice. And there, and there's nothing that you can do about that. I mean, there's really, all we can do is be conduits of hope and, and joy. And, and if, and if they're not going to receive it, there's nothing we can really you know, offer them because they're just going to, to turn it, you know? So the more that we can to show God's love and God's, you know, just the truth and, and the joy and hope, then that's, that's all we can do. I think. 
I love it. For you two sisters, hope has been, uh, or I should say humor has been your conduit for hope. Yeah. We're using that so well. Hey, before we wrap up this very fun and amazing conversation, is there anything you want to say to anyone listening right now um, to encourage them as they finish 2020? Well, the season is almost over, friends. That's what you think of. It's almost through. We're almost to 2021. I think to end this season well is to find those pockets of joy and, and find things that make you laugh. Go go online. Go find things that will just bring your family joy. Um, and I think that's truly it. And eat those cookies. That's my thing. Eat <laughs> cookies. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you go for that snicker bar. Yeah. Well, if you listen, if you've laughed that day for over an hour throughout the day, you can enjoy a cookie. That's what I'm saying. It burned the calories. One cookie, I, I'm saying like a couple cookies. <laughs> <laughs> a couple cookies. Well, I wanted to just say that, you know, I think a real a verse that has been really amazing this whole time for my family is um, Philippians 4, 8. And it's awesome scripture anyway, but um, just about fixing our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, admirable. I came and thought today. Um, think that things are excellent and worthy of praise. And I think about that verse, and I think how you know God wants us to just focus on the good and and not on the what's all the chaos. And I just I think if I would encourage anyone today, I would say to think on those things that are that are awesome and are good. And and um, a mantra for our family has been: there's always hope. That's just our big last month or so that we've really been like, okay, guys, this, we're going to, we're going to do better. We're going to do good. I just said, you know, all right, let's just know that there's always hope. So that's been, and eat cookies. That's definitely, yeah. I should have just said that. And I think also get, get that ambulance card. Um, <laughs> look it up, see if there's a group on, there might be a cyber Monday sale today happening um, to get that on a good deal, but there's hope. Good. Well, we hope you enjoyed that very fun and encouraging and funny conversation with Dory and Missy. I know that I needed to laugh today and hopefully you did too. Um, But oh my goodness, I cannot stop but think about what it was like to grow up in that house. I mean, to have an ambulance card, Angie, I mean, that's legit. And I I definitely needed that card when my kids were growing up because we were at the ER all the time. But one of the things that I, I think it was Dory, but one of the things that she said was that you can either focus on everything that's going on around you, but you can make a decision to change what's inside of you. And I think that choice, you know, choosing joy, choosing to think about the things that are good, choosing gratitude are outlets for us to get out of those places of being stuck. And, um, you know, laughter is medicine for our soul. And I think God definitely gave us that for that very reason. It's part of our self-care, honestly. And um, so I just appreciate the freedom to, to laugh, even when things are really hard. It was so good. Yeah, absolutely. I love the reminder of just even the simple things and traditions in this season that bring you joy uh, to not lose sight of those. And so I, there's so many little things that I think bring people joy during Christmas. And just a 
to give some context to, Missy made a comment about a project we've been working on together. You know, in our day jobs, when we're not podcasting, <laughs> which is most of the day, <laughs> uh, we get to serve at a church together in Northern California. And um, Lisa and Missy and I have gotten to work together on some other projects. But we've got some really fun stuff coming this December that I think will help um, you and your family celebrate Christmas. All of our campuses are doing some amazing Christmas services that um, you can find online. And if you live in the Northern California area, you got to check out um, some of the safe ways that we're celebrating Christmas. We have a light drive through and an ice skating rink, tons of fun stuff. So follow Bayside Church. This is my shameless plug. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media and check out our website for all the info. But thanks for listening today. We hope this conversation encouraged you. Hope that you're kicking off the Christmas season well and finding some ways to laugh. And as always, if you thought of someone that would love this conversation, feel free to share it and like and subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything that's coming up. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.